Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to back to Lift the Lid, the podcast that takes you flat out around the world of Formula One. It's a high from me. And it's a high from me, Johnny Herbert. Johnny, good to have you back, mate. Obviously, we've got the Singapore Grand Prix coming up. So yes, that's it, what we're, we're previewing this this episode right now. Looking would, forward would make, to it. Yeah, would you make a Singapore, man? Well, what's the track like for you? I always think it provides a lot of action, Singapore, even though it's quite a technical track. Yeah, well, just the way that you've commented, what do you think about the track? Now, do you... Did I race there or did I not race there? Because I think you're alluding to maybe that I race there. No, no, fa- no. I was going to say, look at my face. I'm far too old. It's more <laughs> of a modern circuit ground. It's it. I only say it, Billy, because I spoke to someone earlier on and they said, well, when you race there, and I was going, come on, <laughs> come on, which is quite nice, I suppose. It make me a little bit younger. But yeah, I like it, Billy. It's a great challenge for the drivers. It's caught so many people out over the years. Um, and I like it because like Monaco, like any of these street circuits, you know, those walls are there. Those walls are quite solid. Don't move very yeah, much. Yeah, they've not got much given them, have they? No, they haven't got much. No, none of them anywhere. Even in Macau, exactly the same. It's probably worse in Macau, actually. It's more narrow in Macau. But uh, <laughs> I thoroughly like it. I've only got one issue, Billy. One issue. What's that? They've taken a few corners out. They have indeed. We've got a longer straight now. I know. I heard it could be 20 seconds Shorter. 20 seconds. 20 seconds, which seems a massive amount. I think it's four corners that have gone out, a couple of sort of 90 degrees. Do you know why? To be honest, I don't really understand because well, I've always thought Singapore was a good track. I'm assuming it's to make the racing a little bit closer and maybe a few overtaking opportunities. When I've read up about it, all the sort of team engineers that I've seen comment on it have sort of said, well, it's going to be easier on the tyre. It's going to make the tyre last because in a qualifying situation, it's really hard to make it last the lap. So yeah. let's take a couple of corners out. Let's actually take four corners out, stick a straight in. Actually, the tyre won't have a problem. What? That's not the point. The whole point is to make the damn thing difficult for the drivers. They're the best damn drivers in the world. So we're going to lose a couple of difficult corners that overheat the tyre. Well, that's the skill. 
deal. Why take it out? And then stick long straight in, which which is what you've possibly alluded to. Maybe there's an overtaking opportunity, which is, I think, going into turn what was 20, which is now 16. So yeah. something like that. But I just find it ridiculous. I think the brakes as well. I think that's another thing they've mentioned. But I just remember going to Canada and it was always going into the race. I remember AP always saying, I don't think you're going to get to the end of the race. Your wear is so, so high. You always got to the end of the race. A race was a very, very different situation to the sort of free practice that you had, to the qualifying that you had because yeah. you were sort of gunning the brakes all the time. Race situation isn't the same. Yeah. But the main thing is the tyres. I just find it absolutely ridiculous that it, if it has been changed from what I've read to help the tyre last so they can, tr- can, they can control the tyre. That to me is just ridiculous i think it's it's pathetic in many respects because it shouldn't be like that it should be difficult and if it's difficult for a tire to last one lap it's difficult for that tire to, to last one lap i then think you've it's got to the, sort of the thing it, it is that everyone's in the same boat like you've mentioned yeah. there the best drivers everyone's in the same boat so you know if it's not for a safety reason it's purely just you know to ease the strain on the tyres, it just seems a bit of a pointless change, doesn't it? Well, well I think so. And I said I mentioned 20 seconds. Again, that's what, I, what I've... It's a huge chunk of lap time there, isn't it? 20 yeah. seconds. Yeah, massive amount. Again, that shortens the race as well. So yeah. instead of it being sort of close to those two hours, I think it's sort of down to sort of an hour and a half-ish. So it's cutting it down in a, in a very different way. So it really does change the whole dynamic of what Singapore is all about. In, in uh, the way the way I think about it anyway. Yeah, because when I think about Singapore myself, I always think it's a, it's a street circuit, you know, yeah. it's narrow and stuff, but it's like a bit of a roller coaster for the drivers. There's so many yeah. corners that they come at you thick and fast, and that's part of the challenge of it. That's part of what makes it different is you're constantly on the move. It's such a physical race for the drivers in terms of the, you know, humidity, the conditions, the relentless nature of the track. So to take corners out of it, it does feel like, are we going to lose a little bit of that spark of what makes Singapore great? Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I only, when I talk about sort of it annoys me that it's been taken out because I, I always think from a driver's perspective, driver's perspective, it's that challenge. But if you sort of keep taking corners away from, so I always remember Monaco because I always remember Raskas, for example, when I raced there in, in the 1700s, wasn't even the 1800s, <laughs> I don't think, 1700s. It was damn difficult. And it, I mean, really hard because you were turning, 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 turning. The rear end had been punished for, for the majority of the lap. You were having to break while you were turning before you basically did a 90 degree ramp Raskas, as it still is. And then you, you, you did the exit. Damn hard. A lot of people made uh, a lot of mistakes and crashes. But of course, now on the exit of the swimming pool, which got changed as well, it's pretty a straight run going into Raskas itself. So again, it's changed the whole dynamic. The, the challenge is still there, I suppose, Monaco. It's still there. But why make it easier sometimes just because there are, there are a couple of people that, that have an accident? Well, that's the whole the whole point. So taking out four corners, four corners from Singapore to me just seems a, a little bit... Um, a little bit too much. Yeah, it does seem like a drastic change, but equally changes have been made to other circuits, which have made them better for racing and for the fans' perspective. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. But yeah, there are a few points that I think we've just spoke about there, which kind of allude to the fact that, you know, maybe these changes haven't been made for the right reasons. No. It doesn't seem it. Let's get back to this season and what's gone on so far. So obviously this is a preview for the Singapore Grand Prix. And if we're looking at every single race that's come at us so far this season, Johnny, there's been one common thing, hasn't it? And it's been a Red Bull 
standing on the top of the podium. They've not lost one race this season. Do you think that's going to continue in Singapore? Um, well, I don't see any reason why not. And I suppose I have to go back to even Monaco. They were still able to win that one. I know it was a bit more under pressure from Fernando Alonso, for example. But it's really, it's probably going to close the gap, I think, between the Red Bull and everybody else. But it's, if, I suppose the interesting thing is, who is that everybody else? Who is that one who is going to be able to get it right? Is it Fernando? Looking back at what happened in Monaco. Is it Charles Leclerc in the Ferrari, who's gone well at Singapore in the past? Is it Lewis Hamilton, four-time winner around that circuit as well? You know, can he get it together with Mercedes? So, and then Sergio Perez, of course, in the same car as Max. So there's still chances that, you know, we're going to have a little bit of a mix-up. And I just hope that everybody takes their A-game there, applies it, and then they can actually utilise it for us to watch, to get excited about, because the battle was on. And that's going back to what we saw in Monaco with Fernando Alonso getting so close to, to, to beating Max. So let's hope so. And, I, you know, the circuit, I think, does give that chance for the drivers as you know that raw ability that they can show that they get something extra out of the car but then that's always what you expect from Max anyway in the best car on the track yeah, you definitely you know, hit the nail on the head there when you talk about Singapore. It's definitely a driver's circuit. I think back to the yeah. qualifying sessions we've seen there in the past. And we've had a few where, you know, the, the likes of Lewis Hamilton have delivered special laps. Uh, I remember particularly he just absolutely nailed a lap. Um, I think it was back in 2016. and. Mm blew the field away came out of nowhere so there is always room for that at Singapore hopefully the circuit and the changes don't affect that but the Red Bull they haven't been on pole position every single race last time out you know didn't get pole position again obviously sure. were beaten to, to the pole by Carlos Sainz in that Ferrari do you feel like Singapore for me because of the nature of the circuit because it's that street circuit high degradation it feels like the sort of circuit where you know qualifying is more significant if you can stick it on pole position in Singapore you really up the the chances of winning the Grand Prix and when I think of how quick Ferrari were in last time out they mm-hmm. they don't they suffer with degradation more than others we know these changes accordingly have been made to help degradation do you think if Carlos was in the same position as last time out and he was on pole in Singapore this weekend do you think he'd be able to convert it potentially here more rather than what he did in Monza which was uh, finished third behind the Red Bulls yeah. yeah well I think I think you're right the degradation has been the Achilles heel they have showed recently that they've got less of that degradation so let's hope potentially that they can carry on the speed that we've seen sporadically throughout the year but more importantly what we've seen more recently in Monza okay completely different type of track from less more you know pretty limited downfalls to everything you've got but then you do historically well now whatever historically means when you look back at races of course they've been very successful around Singapore I think it's four wins uh, Mercedes are four wins Red Bull is three I think McLaren and Renault obviously have one each if they do start off strong we and then they have a but I think a better chance when it comes on the Sunday. And I think even Max is probably, uh, from what I've read, a little bit nervous because I think he is expecting the the gap or the advantages he's got to be a little bit smaller, as we saw in qualifying in, in Monza last time out. But the race is obviously where Max and Red Bull seem to come alive. But like you said, if they can get that pole position, if they can get that car to maybe not have such an issue with his tyres, the Ferrari or the Aston Martin or, the, or even the Mercedes, then we've got a good race coming our way. But as you know, it's just everybody's got to get it right. I think from the outset, any little sort of mechanical issues or just track time, loss of track time is going to be something that's probably going to be a little bit difficult to bounce back from. But let's let's hope so. Let's just hope the track, you know, does its normal thing of making the racing, especially when it comes to Sunday, good. Because overtaking can be done. 
We've seen it in the past around the circuits. So I think we've got a race weekend that once again, maybe in a better situation, we don't really know what that top three could be. Just pure. We never on. know, Johnny, do we? No, we never know anyway. And we think we have a good yes. idea of where it sits. <laughs> We put our predictions in there and they're a mile off. Last time out, we were, none of us even mentioned Ferrari at their home race. No. First and third on the grid. It's just, it is just so hard to predict this. Yeah. And, just, I, and I think it's nice. going to be tougher. And I think it's going to be tougher this weekend to, I agree. to work it out as well, which is great because that's, that's exactly what we want. We just want to have these cars racing closely together and it's slowly coming together as everybody is actually sort of closing that gap to Red Bull. But it's really one lap everybody seems to be able to sort of get there or thereabouts it's the race pace that really seems to be something that everybody else is struggling with but let's hope that someone can get it sorted out and someone maybe coming away from Monza and they're understanding a little bit more what they need to do to the car obviously yeah Monza as well is a very different circuit uh, I think to say the least to what we've got coming up in Singapore no more skinny wings going to be on the, the cars when it comes to Singapore, you mentioned there actually how the battle is, you know, things are tightening up at the top of the bandings and, you know, in terms of qualifying one at pace, other teams are coming into the play. Behind Red Bull and the constructors, mm. we've got 56 point gap between Mercedes, Aston Martin and Ferrari. So, again, that just adds to your point that those three teams, you know, it's a yeah. one good weekend, one potential, you know, double podium for signs in the clerks for Ferrari or Russell Hamilton, those, you know, those constructor standings can be flipped on their heads. So there's definitely a lot still to fight for when it comes to the other teams behind Red Bull. They know they can't win the constructors, but second is now going to be the target for all three of those teams I've just mentioned. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, everybody's at a point in the season where there's, there's a lot of understanding from, from the drivers now. They need to sort of up their game for the team's sake because it's getting tougher and tougher in that battle behind Red Bull going into the weekend is a team probably going to start strong and show a sign very very early on and once we see that sign not just Red Bull but behind them then we will have probably a much better idea of actually who is going to be the challenger to to Max and Sergio come come the race on Sunday because a car as you know that sort of just seems to work like, a bit like the Ferrari in, actually in, uh, in Monza from the first couple of laps they knew they were going to have a good weekend. Yeah. I think Singapore, a street track, especially, especially a street track, I think will be a massive sign for a particular team. Or maybe it may be a couple of teams that will then be able to sort of take the battle one to each other with that constructors fight, but also with the, the battle with Red Bull, as we said before. But it's it's a track that Max has never won on. <laughs> <laughs> Which is Which baffling, is isn't it? Because it feels yeah. like it has been dominating Formula One for the last few years. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. I mean, even even Sergio has won a race there, which is good. Lewis has won a race there. Charles has won a race there. Uh, and of course, Fernando uh, winning that uh, uh, dodgy one back in, was it 2000, 2009, was it? I think it was. Or Crashgate, 2009, yeah. I think it was. Um, so, so we've got guys that actually do like the track as well. And it's Max, I suppose, who's the one who's is the odd man out. Going I always the, feel like that this weekend. I feel like this could be a, a weakness for the other drivers and a plus point for Max because I feel like he's going to have the bit between his teeth to finally get, enough, the only get a win at this circuit. I feel like it's <laughs> yes. going to fuel the fire, mate. 
Why have you put a downer on it already? <laughs> I'm sorry, but as soon as you said, oh, Max hasn't won here, I thought, oh, we know where this is going to go, don't we? He's going to, you know, have a bit know. between his teeth and he's going to give it all and he's going to absolutely dominate the field. That's just where my mind goes at the minute when no, I think I of people thinking Max can't win or he's got a bogey circuit. I mean, no, that I doesn't exist, does it? No, well, even Max's comment sort of going, yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Going to be a tough one. Yeah, of course it is. Again, we never know what's going to happen because of how, tight it is actually becoming and because that as we said that street circuit that Singapore is the unexpected I hope will happen yeah I uh, am hoping for that myself as well you mentioned just there about um, Checo the fact that he's won at this race it's Mm. a street circuit we know Checo's reputation on street circuits do you think you know in more recent (laughs) times you know I'm thinking Monza in the race he had a good strong race he kept Max within sight it wasn't a close race but Max was very under control but do you think there's any possibility that Checo could beat Max this weekend well you've alluded to it already Billy he's got to get qualified he's got to get that right He's yeah. got to be on that front row. You know, it, it, in many respects, from a, a, a mental point of view, he's got to be on pole because that will be something that Max, you said, bitten his teeth, going to be very hungry for it. Your teammate gets on pole, you slightly, your bit sort of falls out the side of your mouth a little bit, and it's then it's a little bit more, ooh. Then you question yourself that little bit more. I don't think Max questions himself very much, I must, I must admit. I don't but think he does at all. No, I know. But in that moment, just when you expect to be on pole and you're not on pole and it's your teammate who you didn't expect to be on pole, Brands that sort of yeah. just changes the dynamic. And then, as you alluded to as well with Monza, he races well. Yeah. And that's another thing, another challenge that sort of Max was suddenly might have to come up against. Now, we know he's going to be feisty enough and he's going to be tough enough to be able to fight for that that race win come what may. But it just may be a slightly different dynamic of the comfort factor he's had now for, what, 10 races on the trot that suddenly is not quite as comfortable as he, as he was before. So he's only human, you know. You know, humans do react to to some seeing something visual. The visual would be that screen that he has in front of him when he's in qualifying, and he sees actually his name not at the top of that list when he expects his name to be at the top of the list. Then it will be a massively interesting race as well, because I think, like we've already spoken about, we then have probably have a bigger question mark on what the outcome will actually be come the end of the race. So yeah, it's there's there's a lot of positive things for us to look forward to. I completely agree, mate. We're going to take a short ad break and. And when we come back, we're going to obviously deliver our predictions that always oh, go to plan. And we're also, I just want to delve a little bit more into Checo and just his position in the team at Red Bull. So we'll be right back. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. Johnny, before we get into our famous predictions that... You know, <laughs> We stretch this one out. Nail. <laughs> Before we get into that, I want to just dive a little bit more into Checo at Red Bull because mm. in more recent times, you know, in the last couple of races, there's been a few comments that have come out from Checo, hasn't there? That sort of alluding to the fact that, you know, in 2025, when his contract's up, he might have to be like looking elsewhere for a team where he's got more of a a role or he feels like he's playing his part more. There's just a few things coming out of Checo, which kind of suggests to me that Max has broken him a little bit mentally. How do you kind of read into all of that? It's a battle that you're sort of always thinking, oh, that's a bit of an improvement. And then you look at the times and you're not quite improved as much as you you thought with Sergio it's not just what's happening with Max it's also the comments with Helmut Marco that have come yeah. out recently saying he's Mexican it's not a good thing and that's why he's been struggling that's why he's inconsistent it's not a nice thing of Helmut Marco to have said that's for sure you know yeah you, it was a bit below the belt he felt helmet before you open your mouth but that is something that Sergio hears and when you hear that it's almost against with well, the team's Against me, but it's for Max. Straight away, you've got a very different sort of dynamic that's happening in your head because you're working very, very hard to try and do the best job that you possibly can up against Max. And then the team say something like that. So it's very tough for him in this situation he finds himself at the moment. And it was a great race once again, as, as we said in, in Monza. Hopefully he'll have, he'll have a strong bounce back uh, this, this weekend. But I think at the end of the day, the team need to shut their mouths a little bit. They need to support, yes, Max, of course, because he's delivering. But you need to support your your second driver as well, because I think it's something that is a very, very important thing. Because as humans, we want to have them feel that positivity. And when you're not, when you're hearing a negativity, it really does not help your positive mindset. So, uh, yeah. So it's a tough thing for him. And it all depends, I suppose, if he can sort of just throw in a couple of good races in the next couple, and then hopefully that will strengthen him towards the end of the year. Which Yeah. Do you think that's actually going to have spurred him on those recent comments? That are like going into Singapore, do you think he'll be thinking, you know, in his head, I, I, I'm going to deliver and I'm going to show you what I can do? I hope so. I hope, but it's but it's a, it's that inner strength. He will be very motivated to sort of, you know, try and you know change that crazy mindset that Helmet and Red Bull have got, and it never helps the team because if you're sort of making it more difficult for him, I don't understand that. Why are you trying to make it so difficult? You're a team for crying out loud. I always remember my negotiations with Flavio Briatore when I went up against Michael. We're a team. We're together. The constructors is very important. I get to the first test, four-day test. I do half a day because Michael did three and a half. And it's straight away, it already starts to sort of, you start to question, you know, the situation that, that you're in. And I think Sergio's in a very similar similar situation. It's, it's not fair sometimes. Do you think there's anything Checo can do other than just keep to the performing on the circuit itself? That's, I guess, the fundamentals of it. If he was winning all the races, you probably yeah. wouldn't have people like Helmut Marco questioning his temperament. They would be praising him. So I guess if you're Checo, it kind of, it can be a distraction, but in a way it could be a focus to know that all I've got to do is go and perform on the track and then all this noise will go away. Yeah. I, the thing about this 
situation and that comment with, with from Helmer is we we know he's got the speed. He knows he's got the speed because he's shown he's got the speed and can be as quick, if, if not sometimes that tiny little bit quicker uh, than Max. But it's the consistency, I suppose, is the problem because as we've already spoken about, one issue that he's got is qualifying sometimes does let him down. He's already on the back foot because he's starting maybe sixth or sometimes a little bit further back. But then he races well, but of course he's already starting further back in the first place. But if he started at the front, he'd probably be in a, in a better position. But we've also seen when he's been in a better position, like go back to Miami, pole position, looking good. Max has got the penalty. He's further back. Boom. Mental strength gets sapped. But that's just up against your teammate. And then as, as we discussed before, you get, get it from the team as well. So let's hope that motivation is, you know, is there for him because it's a street circuit. There are opportunities for him he's good on a street circuit so it could be a good weekend for him let's hope so yeah I'm looking forward to, to seeing how this weekend unfolds right mate well I think that's the, the majority of the stories pre-Singapore out of the oh, way God. now it's uh, oh, no. time to do our favourite thing and that's make all of our <sighs> fools of ourselves as we try and predict the top three of the Singapore Grand Prix yeah right I feel like you went first last week so it should be my turn I'll go first this week Good. Gives, gives me more time. Yeah, I'll give you, give you some time to think about it. I can see in your face, you're looking a little bit stressed, mate. So I thought I'd give you a I couple minutes. <laughs> Just okay. get your bearings. <laughs> Why are you looking so relaxed? You look so relaxed. Well, to be honest, Johnny, at this point, I'm relaxed because I know there's a 100% chance I'm going to get it wrong. So <laughs> I'm of the mindset of, you know, this is just a, a free shot at it because if I get it right, yeah. I'm like a hero. And if I get it wrong, well, I was expecting to get it wrong. <laughs> so that's that's where I'm at with things. Right, the Singapore Grand Prix, who do I think right. my top three is going to be? I'm going to go crazy here, Johnny Herbert. Max Verstappen is not going to win the Singapore Grand Prix. Ooh, well, well, well. Okay. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> who is? It's, who is? It's, it's complete oh, delusion on my part. Let's be. Let's get that out there. I, I'm not actually. This is a, a just a bit of a curveball. Uh, but I, I think there's going to be a chance that a certain Mercedes is going to win the Singapore Grand Prix. Ooh. And it's going to be the Mercedes of Lewis Hamilton. I get that. I just I get think he's... I get that. Well, I've, I've seen him do special things at Singapore. I think there's just something about their setup they've got at the minute. And I think they can just come alive at certain points and be the closest challengers. And I think if Lewis hits the ground running and thinks he's in with a sniff of things, he'll bring his A game. So I'm going for Lewis to win it. I'm, wow. going, I'm going for Max to finish second. Okay. So Max is going to be in P2 for me. And in third, I'm actually actually gonna go and put another Mercedes on the podium and I'm gonna go George Russell wow so I know we've spoken a lot about Checo in this podcast but there's just something about even though he's good at street circuits I think for some reason this weekend he might struggle a bit more and I think Red Bull won't be particularly as dominant so that's why I'm thinking Mercedes will be the team to challenge them and I'm going for a, a Mercedes first and third and the Max for Sapper the the filling in that sandwich wow you are brave <laughs> <laughs> You know, I could look like an absolute rock star if I pull this up. That's what I'm going for. I'm going for complete rock star vibes. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go for rock star as well and a bit of a curveball as well. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go for Max Verstappen. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) To win. (laughs) This one. 
I Do you know what? Still have enough. logical thinking from you. Yeah, like <laughs> logic. We will find out if it's logical. Uh, I just think he'll still be able to get enough from the car when it comes in a race situation. When we see what he's been able to do over those last 10 races, mistakes, not very many of them. Singapore is the perfect place for no mistakes. So I think because of that, he'll still have enough. My curveball, my main curveball, is going to be someone who did very well at the Monaco Grand Prix. Oh, God. Fernando Alonso. The return of Alonso. I reckon. Let's, yeah, I just reckon it's it's a place he's gone well at in the past. So it's a circuit that obviously he likes. Um, We've seen that Aston Martin perform Better of recent time, I wouldn't say brilliantly. It wasn't fantastic out in Monza, but I think better. But because of it's a, a street circuit, Fernando Alonso, you've already mentioned it, getting that extra little bit of something out of it. I think Fernando will be able to do that. Yeah. And then we go to third. And I was thinking, a bit like you, about a Mercedes. Because mm-hmm. I just thought, well, maybe it's one of those. I'd be able to get something extra out of it. And Lewis was sort of coming to mind because of that. But I'll tell you what, and someone who's been good there in the last couple of races, uh, we've we've had there, Charlie Leclerc. I reckon he and the Ferrari could get that final podium position. Okay. So, we've really Charles got Leclerc. different. Yeah, we've really very, got very I've different. I've two marks on my podium. You, you have. <laughs> No, but I was thinking of one. You were thinking of one. I was thinking of one, but I'm not quite sure it's going to come together. But I think it's going to be damn interesting, Billy, because I think there is so, so much uncertainty, I think, for in probably many respects for all the teams, not really knowing what the other one's going to bring in their toolbox. Yeah, it's definitely going to be, like you say, we've put four different teams on our combined podiums there. You've put a Ferrari (laughs) and an Aston. I've put two Mercedes, obviously a Red Bull being on there, a Max Verstappen. So, I mean, we've, we've put four teams on there and we've not even mentioned a McLaren you know yeah. they could throw a you know a little bit of a, a shock result in there because they've you know had decent form as of recently maybe not the last couple of races but it's definitely a wide open race it feels like we know Max is going to be quick that's I just think so yeah, that's just a common theme. But I'd say apart from that yeah there's there's apart from that there's probably six seven drivers that could other drivers that yes. could be on the podium with him in yeah. some regards so no I agree really looking that forward to this upcoming race yes and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the result for when we next chat to see how I'd bet you are I'd bet you are <laughs> Johnny sat here with the biggest smile on his face thinking well I've got this one in the bag <laughs> I'm not feeling like that I might be smiling but I don't really know what the hell's going to happen yeah either way we're looking forward to the Singapore Grand Prix it's always a good race a few changes yeah. going on there to spice things up but hopefully that just adds to the show and gives us a race to remember uh, Johnny pleasure mate really enjoyed going through that race with you as uh, trying to predict things and uh, yeah we'll uh, look forward to hearing all about uh, the Singapore Grand Prix after this weekend and going through it all with you guys if you've got any questions or anything when you watch the race you want to ask us remember to keep commenting on all our social channels because uh, it really helps add to the podcast and I think that's it from so it's a goodbye from me and a goodbye from me everyone see you in the next one this is a soapbox london and sbx studios production our executive producers were rowan wilkinson and andy bell even on a budget Quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.